<laughs> anyway, that, that was another one. Um, there was there was this uh, this time. Well, so my neighbors next door, uh, they they started playing with the Ouija board, and I remember one time that there was the the older brother. There was or not the older brother, the middle brother. There was three the guys, and a, and a young girl that were my neighbors, like the, their parents and the, the family of five. Mm-hmm. Um, the middle dude, he was like the smartest, calmest, chill, most chill dude. He was the one that decided to break out that Ouija board. Um, so he would play with it, and eventually he would. I guess on that one, you had to play with like two or more people, right? So, however that works. The, this dude was able to do it by himself, and one time. Like we didn't believe it, right? We we just didn't believe it, and we, so we asked him to show. And just as he's putting, we're all putting our hands on that little thing, how you play the Ouija board, right? Um, and eventually, he's, the the thing spells out to everybody, let go, right? So we all let go of that, and and the thing just started moving, and it stopped in one spot. The guy just put one hand on it and lifted it up, like. He was he wasn't grabbing it. It was just his fingertips that uh, like kind of moved up above the board, uh-huh. and the the little reader thing just lifted up like it was stuck to his fingers, and he was able to move it around and put it back down, and eventually that thing started leading him to the floor, went down his own leg, and it, it was it was a trip because it, it looked like it was just stuck to him the whole time. It was never really touching anything else like the floor or scraping or anything like that. It, it was. It was just stuck to his fingers the whole time, and it was just with one hand. Like uh, so, that one was a trip. There was another time with that same Ouija board. Um, uh, my mom somehow heard about it and wanted to wanted to try it out. So, oh really, your mom? Yeah, um, she's brave. Yeah, she thought it that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she she wasn't scared of uh, shit. I mean, as much as she was religious or whatever. <laughs> Oh, so, man. so yeah, my mom, my mom got it right, and and uh, my aunt used to live across the street, so she called her over. Her older sister called her over, um, and so it was them two, me and one of my cousins that were playing with them, um, and so my my grandma was was still out in Mexico. Um, they, you know, at that time, like immigration shit was like little getting crazy, so it was hard to get by, right? You have to come. In El Coyote, yeah. <laughs> but it, it would be, it would still be a struggle. So, so anyway, my grandma was over there and hadn't been, had they, my mom and her sister hadn't seen her in some, I don't know, 20 some years or whatever. Right? And they would expect they might never see her again, like she would die. Mm-hmm. So they, they decided to ask um, on the Ouija board, they decided to ask when will we see our mother again? And and this was like a Sunday night or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um and it, and the thing said you'll see her Tuesday. Right? And they said it in Spanish. La miras martes. La, la miras el martes. And so yeah, you know, they're laughing. They're like, Oh yeah, whatever. Because they, they couldn't believe at that point they completely had every reason to discredit the the Ouija board. So what they didn't they, they just laughed. They, that's not possible that, that our mom uh, we can see her. We have no tickets to go see her, and she she has no money to come over here. She's not yeah. able to, and right. So that's how they just laughed at it, right? So that fucking Tuesday night, like at eight nine o'clock, my grandma shows up at my door. Wow! Just knocking. Yeah, but it, my mom, 
runs screaming to to my aunt's house across the street. Me mama, me mama, me mama. She thought she was like like my I don't know. My mom might thought she would have seen a ghost or something, but mm-hmm. no shit. That was my fucking grandma that walked in that day, and, and from that from that point, we went and go tell the the dude about that Ouija board. We took it out the street and burned that shit. <laughs> that would ask for the lot. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> that was a reward. A lot of numbers. The reward. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, but that was a crazy experience with that with that thing. And some other friends tried to play with it other times, and I heard stories from them, like some similar shit. It was like a, the dude that first started playing it. It was one of his. They weren't family, like like cousins or anything, but they were like they grew up together. So mm-hmm. they 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 decided to try to get one. I heard stories from them about like very similar shit, and then eventually they ended up burning the two. Oh, wow. um, so. They all get burned eventually, or they get yeah. thrown away, and then they they Come end back. up back in the house. Yeah, I've heard of that yeah. one too. Yeah, it ends up just back. <laughs> That's kind of weird. No, that was a trip, but but yeah, man. Um, other than that, there's. I mean, I don't know. So, do you guys only want to be hearing about ghost stuff? Because I got other stuff right. that can no, be considered we'll, like ghost stuff. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll, let's hear it all. Need, let's hear it all. Yeah. <laughs> it all out man so at that time um in we were in baldwin park one time i I had a i was like somewhere in between the first two ghosts or the second and third ghost events right somewhere in between there so i'm walking i i think i was somewhere like no maybe 11 12 years old something like that um it was a dead end street that we lived on and my aunt just lived like two three houses not even three houses down like so to walk across it to across the street to my to my aunt's house, it will it was it would only take like two minutes walking, right? Like tops. Um it was a night, like dark, but it was a clear night, or not a clear night, it was a cloudy night. The clouds were like white, like a white rain cloud or just thick and it was really low. It was really low. Like the entire sky was covered in this in this looked like a rain cloud, but it wasn't raining. It was just really low and it was it wasn't even cold. Mm-hmm. Um so my mom sends me to my aunt's house across the street to go pick up something. Um, so my mom, because my mom was right there talking to her sister who lived across the street, telling her, talking that she needs this or prestame esto or whatever. So yeah, here I go. They send me. I, I go and I'm like when I'm halfway through, like just across the street and, and I, I look up into, into the clouds. There was like a, a ray of sunshine, uh, a ray of uh, like a like uh, what do you call it? Fucking lightning! I'm all, I'm all sorry. Uh, lightning. Rainbow. It was just oh, like I... a lightning ray that came from one side, like from my right, mm-hmm. just in the cloud that came straight across and stood right in front of me. It just stopped. It, like the lightning ray was. Mm-hmm. It was a UFO. The the thing that that just stood there was a a, a light like in the shape of a of a um, boomerang kind of shape, and it was just. Sitting, sitting there in the middle of the like right in, directly above me inside uh-huh. the cloud and it was but it was all i saw was the light in that shape and i didn't see any any thing blowing that that light i just saw the light in that cloud and so as it as it comes like lightning and it just stops right in front of me and it just just sits there like i didn't hear nothing i, I didn't hear anything and just as i started like i'm staring at it i see i hear some buzzing sound like a and a little bit of a burst of like electricity, and and it just starts moving like side to side, like 
like a like a copying machine scanner things just moving side to side but like i mean fast it was just it, the way it moved was unlike anything i don't think anybody will ever see that you, you hear the stories right you, you see maybe some videos of that thing just taking off really fast and like uh there's no way anybody can get to it right it, and so i saw it doing that like side to side moving in such a in such a way that like that ah, that's a trip then it stops make some buzzings and, and flashings again and then it just takes off like lightning again right like uh, it just it just goes and so i'm over here tripping like i don't know what the hell i just saw and i walk across the street to my aunt's house and they i mean i didn't even knock on the door they just opened it on the andas like what took you so long like some of my cousins were telling me what took you so long like I, i'm telling you what i saw had to have only lasted maybe about, in my eyes, maybe about 10, 15 seconds, that entire episode of what I saw, right? Maybe not even that, right? I would say, yeah, 10, 15 seconds roughly, right? It probably took that long. They told me, my mom had told them I was on my way over there like 15 minutes ago. And it didn't take me that long to get across the street as far as I can remember. So basically, every, and, for every second so, that you felt, it was a minute maybe you know what i mean like yeah. like yeah probably yeah <laughs> like that was a trip, yeah. <laughs> so so that was that was that thing okay and so a couple of years later you know i'm over here uh, just being a jackass um go to one of my my neighbor's family's party right my neighbor and a couple of homies we, we go down uh down to pico rivera um to to for a party like a quinceanera something like that i don't remember what it was mm-hmm. um so we were there we get all high drink some beer and and so we're just like that we're partying and these two dudes they had the same car so they we decided to all race on the way to the beach and it had just rained outside um so it was the freeway was wet on our way out there so the dumbasses were racing in the in the in the rainy weather well, it was already, it wasn't ringing anymore, but the road was wet. Um, so I'm in the backseat of one car with no seatbelt, all doped out. And and I just remember screaming, hear, the, hear my, the passenger just screaming, don't hit the brake, don't hit the brake. And the, the car just spins out from one of the curves while there were stupid asses racing. Uh-huh. The car just starts spinning, hits the divider, bounces off, hits the wall, bounces back to the divider, and then just ends up in the middle of the freeway. Um, well, not in the middle, right? Like one lane in almost and something like that. But So it went off the divider two times. So that car was crushed. I, I don't remember anything past the first time we hit the divider. From the time we just hit in there, I blacked out. I, I'm, yeah. I'm out. I was able to see the whole that whole moment. And before I know it, I, all I remember, we're dropping off the dude that was the passenger. We're, we just dumped him off, off the, the car into the... Um, emergency entrance at the hospital oh, we wow. just opened the door kicked them out and jammed <laughs> and so we, so the the other dude the other dude that we were that we was racing he ended up turning back while on the freeway there was no traffic it was just us two um we were on our way to the beach right the, the, the i don't know how late it was um there was a the dude turned back you turn came pick us up and took us out of the hospital or whatever just we just threw that one dude down there and mm-hmm. So shortly after, um, they were telling me 
that I was helping everybody out. out that I got, I was the first one out of the car helping these dudes um, get out because that car was crushed. I don't remember what it looked like until like a week or two later. We saw that car was like there was no way anybody could survive that shit. That that car was just crunched up like a ball. It, it, I don't know how we got out, but they said I was helping these dudes get out. So I don't remember that. So, so all right. That, that time that we hit and I blacked out on the, whatever I hit my head on, mm-hmm. fucked me up. I got a, a a bruise inside inside my cranium. So I had to, I, I like, maybe two years later, mm-hmm. while I was, like, a senior in high school, I started having seizures. Um, so it, it made me it made me epileptic because of that. So that bruise didn't heal after the two years. It was just a dry bruise. It was just dry blood just sitting between my bone, my 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 skull, and my brain. Um, so we didn't know, right? And it just got worse over the years. I became uh, uh, like uh, disabled. I couldn't work. I ended up um, pretty much uh, doing nothing, not caring about life for about ten, twelve years. Well, eventually, um, somewhere in there, well, I would say, yeah, no, my kids were about four or five years old, mm-hmm. um, and and I, I was on my way to the hospital one time uh, after after a seizure that I had, my, and I saw my kids just start hugging each other, and they look at me in such a fear, like. It didn't look. It looked like my kids, but it didn't look like my kids. They had wow. such a fear in their face, even though we had been through this many times, right? And and it, it so it did something to me. And and I figured I gotta do something about this. So I started seeing all kinds of doctors. Um, some of them give me like different medications. Some of them don't work. Some of them are all right, whatever. I start fighting with the doctors because I'm thinking, nah, fuck this. I gotta get better for my kids. Like, I didn't care about myself, but at this point, I'm saying, I got to get better for my kids. Um, so, whatever they give me, they give me these things, and I ended up finding this one, because I started going and trying other doctors. They're, fuck all these fools. They're, they're just bullshit. They just want yeah. money. Um, and so, I, I, I find a, a state doctor, like a, a dude. He's just state research. Um, so, I was a guinea pig for a while, right? There were testing all kinds of shit on me for for my situation they ended up finding that 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 um that bruise right and like but so they just had to work on things to figure out how they're going to take care of it how they're going to cut it off um so they i was with one doctor for about three years while they studied me and how i respond to certain medications so i was being studied like that for about three years and then after they sent me to another doctor uh, a neurologist that ends up he, he ended up putting a bunch of like needle pins in my in my head oh, wow. and then he ended up putting a metal plate within the within where the bruise was right because they couldn't see it they had to find it like, to to um to be precise right uh-huh. so they put this little plate in my head and and i had that for about a week they were able to catch me having two seizures during that time which so they got enough data off of me um to fix my problem well um, when they, they, the doctor comes in and tells me, he tells me, um, well, we found it. We're going to, we're going to get you. You're going to be good and you're going to be all right. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool. All right. I didn't know what to think. I'm the fuck a, a real brain surgery, even though they had already opened my brain to put that plane in, it was, they didn't really do any surgery other than cut it open. Um, 
So I'm over here just scared. I'm I'm telling the doctors, yeah, do whatever you want, figure this shit out, get me better. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not thinking about it. And then another doctor comes in. He says, eh, you know what? We we can get it. We can take care of it, but we don't know what you're gonna end up like after, right? They they try to tell me I could end up like um, all all uh, thwarted, twisted up, right? Like yeah. I wouldn't be able to be responding the same or something. Um, so all right, that made me think, of course. And then the third doctor comes in and he says, you know what? I mean, listen to whichever ones you want to say. And he says, you know what? Why don't you just pray to God and see what He tells you? And so I, I, I'm a Catholic at that time growing up. Um, so I didn't, I would only pray when my mom would tell me to pray, right? And, and that would be, that would just be as a kid. And I went through the Catholic school and all that stuff. But never did I really learn how to pray other than the written stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The, the stuff that they would give you. Um, I just remember, so that day that the doctors told me they found it, they told me tomorrow, or they told me later we, we could uh, remove the plate and then you figure it out if you want to get the surgery done and we can do it in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that, at that time, there's that cloud again that I saw when the when I saw that UFO. The same type of cloud, really low, really light color. But this time there was rain and there was lightning and thunder. And that that was like a hardcore storm, scariest moment ever when the doctor tells you, okay, do you want to do the brain surgery or not? We can do it tomorrow. I started looking out the window, seeing anything but a dark storm, like a real Halloween night. I gotta, I'm, I'm scared out of my ass thinking about what I'm about to do, if I'm going to do the surgery or not. So I see all that crazy stormy weather and I start I, I just start talking and like if I'm just talking to God right I'm just praying and bring out all my fear and everything and 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 just I, I'm 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 done I can't do this I can't do this and and so just as I finished talking also it turns out it was only my dad was in there my dad was in there with me it was just us two everybody had already left and and just as I as I stopped praying as I stopped talking I'm crying my ass out just yelling and, and I was even cursing God and doing just saying these things and I had nothing left to say and and I, I just didn't know what to think what to and I just I just stopped I look out the window into the storm and I get hit by a light straight into my face like a what? bright light like, that looked like a it looked like a sunlight Right, but it, it didn't. It wasn't yeah. blinding like a sunlight. It was just a nice little yellowish, bluish, or uh, yellowish with a lot of little small colors in it, like a glitter, right? Like a glittery almost. But but the glitter colors were like in oval shapes. It was weird. It was just some light that just really got me. And all I all I remember doing just staring in there, and that like it, if you ever look into the sun, even for a snapshot of a second, you're gonna, you're gonna be blind for a few seconds, right? Like it, yeah. you're not gonna be able to see very good, and no, this I didn't do that, but it did look like a sunlight, and so it was coming straight to that dark, heavy cloud. I hear, I hear, like, like I'm just over here, pumped up and excited, and I say it's gonna be okay. It sounded like my own voice saying it's okay, but I believe it was God that said it's okay, right? And so I, I call the, I call the nurses, the surgeons, fuck it, let's do this, let's do this, the surgery. I'm gonna be all right. I go through the surgery the next morning and, you know, they test me, they, they, they go through this process before they give me anesthesia on half of my brain. And then they start testing me and doing all these other processes just to make sure 
be without a doubt that I, that I'm ready for it and that I can do it, right? Yeah. And they they go, they take me in, um, they go through the surgery, and and so it ended up being two hours when it's normally like a three-hour surgery. Uh-huh. The actual surgery took about two hours, so it was a little faster. They moved me from there to the to the ICU. Yeah. Um, that that was for the post. Uh, post surgery, post the whatever, um, they, yeah. they put me in there. They they tell me to to expect to be in there, uh, like somewhere around three months or so, and so I'm gonna be recovering in the ICU for three months. Uh-huh. I I get in there and they they're just checking on me because I just had brain surgery, so they had to be checking on me. The whole time I was kind of like not all there, right? I was in and out because all the drugs they gave me and I just had a surgery. Like, I'm not all there, right? But I remember them telling me that I was going to be there for a few months. And so, yeah, I'm over here trying to relax and chill, and then they keep checking on me. I don't remember all of that, but I do remember that they ended up saying, okay, we're going to move you back to a regular room. I'm thinking, shit, it's been, it's been three months already? Like, I didn't even notice it. And they said, no, it's only been three hours. Oh, wow. And so oh. I, got, I got moved back to my room. And and I was in my room. They told me they should be able to watch me for for about another three months. And so I'm there sleeping. Uh, when the next day uh, they they come and check on me, they're just tripping. They didn't really say nothing. And then the the second day after, um, that uh, they come and tell me they say you're ready to go. Um, so they they expected me to be. You know, for a long time, but I healed so fast, I was able to get up, and I felt like a like a like a strong, energized kid. Like as soon as I get up, it's like all my energy just comes back to me. It's like like if I didn't, I, I didn't just have a surgery. I did when I was laying down, but as soon as I got up, it's all done. It's all gone. Like it, it like if it was a dream, um, I didn't feel any of it. And shortly thereafter, it came back. Right, yeah, yeah. And but I'm over here thinking I gotta give thanks to God. Um, and growing up Catholic on the way home, we ended up going to, so keep in mind, at this point, I'm 28 years old. Mm-hmm. At this point, um, I ended up going to the, to the, uh, to the church that, that I went the most to when I used to live there in Mullen Park. And um, at this, well, at this point, I was living in West Covina. Just, short, you know, the, I was 28 years old. I was in West Covina. Um, so we ended up going to, that church where I, when I grew up in, in Baldwin Park, uh, there, there was really nobody there. It was during the week. And I remember just going in through the doors, to the main doors. It was a big, long-ass sanctuary, like really long marble floor, like the type of shit you see in movies. Uh, like really that that book, that big. And it was, so I, I get on my knees at the entrance and I'm, I'm walking on my knees all the way to the front in, in that mm-hmm. hard floor. My, my knees are hurting, but I'm doing this out of, out of thankfulness, right? Like, like this. This is how I bow down to God, right? Yeah. And I'm going on my knees, and I'm hurting. Oh. I'm, it's it's a painful thing. And I get to the to the front. I see a lady with a rosario praying, and uh, and another dude just sitting there, kind of like crying and praying. And and as soon as I just give my thanks and and I pray and everything, I, like I, I get back up, and all the pain in my knee was gone. I mean, I I felt like I couldn't get back up. But I did, and all that pain was gone. And so all of this stuff that was processed that expected to be so long, it just went all too fast through this one process. Before you know it, I'm, you know, I go find a Christian church and I'm Christian. 
you know, uh, and so this was all a crazy, crazy moment event. So, I mean, I, I've been seeing a lot of uh, UFOs when I go hiking. I still see a lot of those. Oh, wow. Where like, uh, well, different places. Like, uh, I went recently right here to Claremont um, and, uh, what is it, and Baldy. Um, Claremont and Mount Baldy, I go to those places uh, usually right in the night get up in some places and see clear stars it's a trip yeah wow. what if those are angels yeah so i think about I that know, right even even, even in the bible there's stories of angels <laughs> yeah i had a feeling right now like what if they're angels yeah. like looking out for you and all that because they disguise themselves even as people they disguise themselves yeah. or yeah, man, oh, that's so, an amazing testimony. So, so I got this one that I, that, I, that I forgot about, kind of right. So um, it, it was the time before my before my I had my kids, and so I, I had I was about to get married, um, and uh, I was like 19 years old. I go, me and and four of the homies, it was five of us. We go down to Rosarito, and we're gonna go just party before I get married, and and. Uh, we're out there get, about to get our tacos and and uh like five carloads of dudes get up and just start a fight and there, there was a uh, only five of us and each one was fighting probably like six seven dudes well it, it started out with me some dude creeped up from behind me just gave me an elbow in the back of my head while there was another guy right in front of me so i get i get punched in the back of my head and then the dude in the front punched me once uh, at that very moment that i felt that second punch i i mean I, I don't know what came over me, but I swear I was Bruce Lee just kicking everybody's ass. Like, never once more did anybody touch me. But I'm over here fighting, running around, um, uh, helping out everybody else that was fighting. And, you know, the, I I don't know how I was moving, but one of my homies was talking about, like, damn, dude, you really did look like fucking Bruce Lee, Jack and Ch- Jack Chan fighting these dudes. And, like, I don't know how that was because I was, like, in – in the zone you ever get those moments you're like in the zone on nothing but a oh the adrenaline <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> it was a, yeah it was it was like that i was a tribute so i always thought that even since back then i was always being guarded and protected and that was a yeah, it seems like that it's been a lot wow. man it's been crazy yeah, i have, I have these dreams I have these dreams yeah, that I fucking yeah. roll off my bed. <laughs> and, and, like, I'm fighting in my dreams against demons and against all kinds of shit in my dreams. There's a few times that I hit myself in my nightstand and, you know, I end up with, like, a, it feels like a broken nose. I end up with, like, you know, scratches and scrapes on me when I wake up on the floor sometimes. You know what? Maybe you're getting um, prepared. Like, a lot of times your dreams prepare you for when you wake up. Like, maybe you're meant to do, like, spiritual warfare and all that. I done exorcisms and all that. And I would always have dreams of doing exorcisms. So when it came down to doing exorcisms, plus I studied and I did. But when it came down to doing exorcism, I, it's like I already knew. Like I've been doing it so much in my dream, which is a different <laughs> reality, that it felt normal. It feels normal. So it's like How that. It's dreams? like you're getting prepared. I have dreams of like, all right, so let me see. Uh, I talked about them on another podcast, but let me see. Let's give me a little short. Okay, uh, I would walk in the house, and I remember there'll be like a demon possessed lady. I don't know why she was a lady, and she'll be going crazy and all that. 
and everybody's afraid of her. But when she sees me, I would, you know, like start praying and commanding her to be quiet and all that. Mm. And she'll try to follow me. It's in a house that you yeah. can't get out of. It just follow you on from the house. And it's always in in the house that I grew up in as a kid. Mm-hmm. It either be in like a house that I grew up in as a kid, or sometimes this house. But it's always like that. Um, but then there's times where, like, say I'm not right, I'm probably being bad. I don't know. That the same thing, the same <laughs> demon in the dream. You know, when I go to pray and I like rebuke it and do all that, it laughs at me. It doesn't care. Like if I'm worthless now, like I don't have no mm. power. And one time they did, they they beat me up. I told the story another class where these demons kept torturing me like a rag doll, and they were like scorpions with human heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then um it happened at night when I didn't, somebody asked me for forgiveness and I didn't forgive them. And I left that part out of the podcast, but it happened. Somebody asked me forgiveness and I, I didn't forgive them. So they got the best of me that night. I kept waking up and I was still in my dream and I'll wake up and I'll see their head popping out again with the metal scorpion bodies. And I'll wake up and I was still in the dream thinking I was awake over and over. So after I, I, after I called the person the next day, you know, I broke out of it. I called and I forgave them. And I'm like, let I forgive you. <laughs> Even when I woke up that night, I said, the text was, hey, I forgive you. Man. And then I asked for forgiveness for not forgiving because, you know, you don't forgive, you're not forgiving, you're vulnerable. Yeah. So the next day, I was in these apartments and there was these two girl demons. They were demon possessed. They had claws and all that. This and they were chasing me in the house. Huh? This is still a yeah. Yeah, this is another, the next day I had this dream. After I asked for forgiveness and I forgave. So they were following me. And so I ran out of the house and I ran into another house with a screen door and I could look out. And they're walking around, like in the middle, there's a pavement of of grass and across their apartments. And I'm in the apartments across. And they're coming out of the apartments that I was in. And I'm hiding in another apartment. I could see up to the screen door. They're wearing dresses, their hair's frizzy, they have claw-like arms, and they're calling for me, and they're searching for me. And then I, I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. I know, right? <laughs> and I realized, wait a minute, I forgive the person. I, I'm forgiving. Like, wait a minute, what am I running from these demons from? And then I kicked the screen door open, and I started chasing them and rebuking them, and they, like, fearfully run. So I would have different dreams like this all the time. One time, there was this tall, 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 tall lady. And I was there to rebuke her. And I watched her fly backward and break into glass. It just be so many different things. And my dad has been passed away since 2017. He's a minister. Sometimes he comes in my dream to to wow. give me advice in my dreams and all of that. Or yeah. I have lucid dreams. He's there. Like, all oh, this. But you know what? When I wake up in this reality, uh-huh. I'm ready. Like, I already know what to do. I already know, like... like and I heard the same real. thing. Yeah, and I heard the same thing that you heard after my dad passed. It was like a year later. I was in my room, and I heard him say, it's going to be all right, son. And it mm-hmm. sounds clear in your head, like loud in yeah. your head. Yeah, yeah. Not really the ears. It's loud in your right. head, like you hear it. Like it doesn't come from anywhere. It's just there. It's just in your it's head. It's there. Yeah. It's not going to the ears. It's loud in the head. Like yeah. you're hearing a loud thought, but clear, and and then you can feel it. Like, 
Yeah, like that. That, that shit was real. <laughs> yeah, you hear it just like that. And, um, no, I mean, I've had all kinds of I never know what's going to happen when I sleep, but I think that you're prepared. Yeah. I sleep with some pillows around me. <laughs> you know what gets so mad if you put on gospel music before you go to sleep? And you well, I hear that I, stuff. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just watching cartoons or nothing. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, no, then, no, yeah. I don't worry about it. So that's what I think. And they're never stopped to the dreams. Oh. There, there was this one, there one time, um, uh, like when, so like I said, I, I went and I became Christian, right? Um, so for a few years, I was just learning about it. I still, I was doing good, right? I wasn't doing any more drugs. I was trying to have a life. I, um, I was letting the doctors do all the study. I was still getting disability money, so I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, there was, um, the, maybe I don't know. Um, uh, ten years after, maybe, um, when I really started uh, trying to really get into the church things. Even though I had kind of done it before, I used to do some weird things like uh, being standing out in the corner with the with the bullhorn and a sign saying "Repent or you're going to hell." Right? I used to be one of those dudes. Oh, wow. um, but so I was learning a little bit about oh, man. there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember uh, um, I ended up um, going to a different church, um, and they 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 became there was a like a men's ministry, so that's I'm a part of this men's ministry now. Uh, that there was um, a, a training they called it a training camp, so we go out to one of those Christian camps out in the in the mountains, and we try to experience God, right, and, and try to communicate. Oh, I heard of those. But it's not it's not like a cult type of thing. It's just men listening to other preachers talk about the Bible. And then there's some moments where, the, like, there's one break moment and they send you out to, into the wilderness and the mountains. Just go try to talk to God, see what happens. And, and they, you know, they give you a little guide and see what kind of things to look for in the Bible, what kind of things to read, how to pray for things or whatever. And it, so it was nothing, nothing major that they happened. But so that... Um, the, the very first night that we stood there was for like four days. I stood there. Uh, there was a, you know, the the room, the bunker rooms. There was maybe enough for like 10 people to stay in there. Uh, and so I'm, I'm in one of the, my beds. I go to sleep. Um, I end up having this one dream where there was like a, this mom and her daughter walking in the mall. I'm like right behind them somehow for some reason mm-hmm. checking out the girl's ass or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there was a there, there was like uh, some criminals that came and took like the purse, and so the the mom started chasing these dudes, and the daughter was right there by herself, like started like screaming for her mom, and and just as I'm going, I was going to go over there and just like help the kid, right, like like take, like see if I can take care of her, while her mom is over there taking care of business, and, and like just as I'm walking up to the kid. Uh, these like three Rottweilers come up, like these big ass, fat ass Rottweiler dogs, just came and and rushed at the little girl, and I was able to get close enough and just jump in front and and move her out the way, so the dogs are over here attacking on me, and and I, I was able to keep them off like I, in the dream, right? I don't know what I did. Did they bite I, you? No, so they didn't bite me, and and I'm screaming and bark- yelling like. Yeah, no, they were barking, trying to bite me. I okay. kept like dodging. I'm on the floor, um, 
dodging around while they try to jump. They, you know, you know how they bite, right? They can throw their whole head, their whole face at you with their yeah. mouth open, and that's what they were doing. And I was able to slap some around, move them around, and kind of just dodge around. So they never bit me. And and then I woke up. I woke up and I see a bunch of guys surrounded around my bed looking at me, um, and they started like like saying, "What, what the hell? Are you alright, man?" What was that? Who were you fighting? And this and like all you were doing was cussing and talking shit and and punching and kicking. At a retreat. Yeah. And and so it was a it was like all right, cool. Then trip out because we were there over here trying to experience the spirit of God and stuff. And so, all right, so so I all right, so remember this, right? I, I go try. I'm trying to save a little girl, and I get attacked by dogs. Right? I wake up. And now I'm over here trying to get my head back straight. I go back to sleep. And, like, you know, I get up, go to the restroom, drink water or whatever, and try to talk to some of the guys and and help relax. And I go back to sleep. And so uh, another dream starts uh, pretty much in the same place, like in the same mall shopping area I was in. And and I see I see the the mom and the little girl. But this time they're not walking, like I'm not behind them, they're walking towards me. And so just as they're walking towards me, there was a, there was another criminal that comes in, knocks the, knocks the girl down, takes all her stuff, all her bags, everything, she's just shopping at the mall, and, and, she, and they start running. Same scenario basically, but just a little, it just looked a little different. And, and so the little girl didn't, didn't cry this time. She wasn't crying. And I go over there, and and I'm and I didn't even think about the the last dream of where the dogs were coming at me, right? I didn't even think about that. I, I, that was all out of my memory at the time, and and but I remembered it after, right? Like, oh shit, it's the same dream. Uh-huh. So it was kind of like the same dream, but just in, in case of, instead of me walking behind the ladies, they were they had just finished doing their shopping and they're coming, and here come those criminals and steal from them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just as the, as the criminals are running, and the mom gets up and goes running after the the criminals. Um, everybody, everybody stops, and just as I, I see the little girl turn around, look at me, the little dogs just creep up, like right around her, and and they, the girl and the three dogs just look straight at me, and and the little girl says, "I'm pretty good, ain't I?" And she just runs away. She just runs away, and everybody that was there in that entire mall, everybody, everybody just ran behind her, and followed her, and and it was a. It was a, a pretty scary kind of dream. It's like when I told it to the guys, everybody tripped out. And it, more than anything, yeah, that, that was Satan just messing with you. <laughs> wow. It was, it was a you know what? Dream. Every time you dream of a dog, that's why I ask if they bark. Usually they're trying to give you a warning. Mm-hmm. They're barking and you give you a warning. But when they bite so my you, dog just barked. <laughs> that's dangerous already. <laughs> oh, no, warning. Oh, <laughs> Oh, my darn. <laughs> yeah, I was barking at you. Your dog barking? Yeah, you bark right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, hey. Until so they bite you, then it means that actually something bad's coming. You can pray it away and all that. And uh, sometimes little kids are like you when you're younger. But I don't know. And, uh, we can have a listener on here that wants us to write us an email. Yeah, that or be, anything, yeah, and let us know their interpretation of this dream. Do you think you know what I'm gonna do? One of our um, listeners moving forward too. I think I'm gonna for the next podcast. I'm gonna have a Google number so we could 
start seeing the numbers. So if anybody wants to call, oh, yeah. leave a message. They can leave a message. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, you know what? Yeah. You know, um, when we started this podcast, um, for some reason, um, I'm like, I'm looking at the thing right now. Like, the first ten minutes didn't record of the podcast today. <laughs> really? Yeah, I have no idea why. Because I hit record. Remember when I did the, I did the intro and all that. Usually that's when I hit record. Oh man! And I'm um, looking at the thing. But it was we, good to yeah, I, know, I, <laughs> I know, but you know, we got 40 minutes of good stuff though. And um, no, but you you had a lot of good well, stories, man. Yeah, you, you had a lot of yeah, good stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My my favorite one was just like the whole how like situation with the the UFOs. Your dogs run off now. I know my dog. You said dog starts to. Bark Mine was a testimony. You got that testimony though, right? Yeah, that's that yeah, testimony yeah, yeah. of the well, church and all that. Well, we kind of didn't get yeah. was like the ghost stuff. Like well, like the beginning of the ghost stuff. Uh, <laughs> towards the end of the ghost stuff. The house. Then, yeah, we got that. We didn't get the house, but well, I don't know. I gotta listen to it. Wait. Because I just checked the thing. Yeah, listen to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it. Can you know. repeat it again? Just a quick little overview? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll listen to it. Dolly, if, sorry, if, Dolly. If, uh, whatever, wherever it got cut off, uh, maybe uh, during the week we could do like a quick little 10 minute uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah we'll see you next time. Yeah, but we got like 40 minutes. Right now. Right I know, I know. I, got, I think I got to have to uh, take a break because I think the dog has to go outside. But yeah, yeah, you know, you had a lot of good stories. <laughs> All right, well, um, you, <laughs> you stop. I'm podcasting. Quiet. Um, yeah, a lot of good stories. And I, I do got one more. I forgot, but yeah, yeah, no, you want to do it? We you can got do another it. One? Hold on, give me one sec. Let me yeah, put, let me put the dog in the living room. Hold on, give me one sec. Take a quick break. All right. Take a quick yeah, break. Yes, so you were saying you had one more story you you uh, wanted to share real quick. Okay, so it's, re- it's recording, right? Yeah, yeah. It's recording? <laughs> recording, yeah, just check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so, um, so, I, I'm, I'm, so I'm Christian, right? And, mm-hmm. and about a year ago, I became a, a chaplain. I don't know if you guys know what a chaplain is. Oh, uh, uh, oh, they go to the jails, right? Huh? Don't they visit the jails? Yeah, jails, chaplain. hospitals, um, yeah. uh, mortgage, uh, what do you call it? Mortuaries and... Old people and we, anybody, oh, yeah. anybody can call the church uh-huh. and ask for some prayer or some um, visit, like a, a, a pastor visit or something. They'll send a chaplain. I think that's amazing right there. So I I, I became a chaplain for my church, uh-huh. and I, I you know they they put us on a on a WhatsApp group chat. Um, and they somebody gets grabs requests from the church and and um, posts them up in in our group chat and asks can everybody come make this visit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did I did one and there was nothing just to went to go visit a, a guy about to have a, a surgery at the hospital and he was just a young guy so he was he didn't care he was like whatever you mm-hmm. go I just pray for him for like five minutes and then leave. About a week later, there's another one, um, uh, another similar one, but this dude was like uh, mid twenties. He was mid twenties, but he's in a in a mental hospital. Oh wow! Um, out out over here in in Covina, so um, the mom had called. I ended up talking to the mom, like directly over the phone, 
because uh, she wanted to tell me a few things about her son. Um, and she was telling me that people believe he's demon-possessed. People believe that, that he has, like, a lot of problems, not not just not just demons or whatever, but whatever. So the mom was telling me all these things that, you know, her, her son's not right. And so, all right, so I go visit this this place, this dude. Um, and there was another guy that, that showed up, one of, the, one of the other captains. He showed up with me, and we walked in. We sat down, and we waited for this dude in, in like, a little small private room. Uh-huh. Um, the dude comes in. He, he opens the door. This dude's all dressed like in pajamas and just looking at us. And, and he chipped out because, you know, the other dude looked like a cop. I'm just a regular little baldy. So the dude looks at us and, and he just says, um, I think I'm in the wrong place. We're like, we're asking, what's your name? Mm-hmm. He told us his name and he said, no, you're in the right place. Come on in. He's, he comes in, just looks around all, all slow. And, and we're like on opposite sides of the, of the room, like me and the other dude. He's like in one corner, I'm on the side. So the dude had to go between us. So he must have felt weird going going in there. And he comes and sits down inside the room. And we just start trying to talk to him. And then we tell him who we are, where we're from. He, he says, oh, I know what this is. You guys are just going to come pray for me. Did my mom send you? You guys are just going to pray for me and, and get on your merry way, right? Mm-hmm. Let's get it over with. And he just says it that way, like, no, nah, man, we just wanted to talk to you. Like, so what's up with you? Like, uh, your mom did send us, and, you know, we're telling them. Um, so so he starts saying, well, they're going to let me out probably today. So we're like, well, we didn't, we didn't know. And he was, he was already in there for like a week. And and um, so he's saying that we're going to let him out, that they're going to let him out. And he says, so, yeah, you guys just want to pray for me? Like, no, we just start talking to him. We ask him, what are you going to do when you get out? Mm-hmm. And and he's saying that I'm gonna I'm gonna go find some pussy. And then oh my he, so we're like, what do you mean? Hey, yeah, I'm just gonna go find some vagina and, oh, wow. and you know get in. He started saying that, and he just became like a whole different person. And and he started talking like that. And I asked him, what do you mean? What do you, what are you gonna do? He says, I'm just gonna pick up a flute, start playing it, and they're gonna follow me, sit on my lap. And look oh, at him, the dude, the dude easy, huh? was looking all like a. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, <laughs> uh, I thought I said, "Tina, like, why would you do that?" He he like stands up straight or sits up straight, like if he just woke up and starts looking at me, like, "Wait, what?" Uh, no, no, nothing. It's gonna be all right. Like, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna harm. I just want to find a girl to love. He became a whole different person again. And so this dude was over here changing characters. There's this uh, um. The, the, so the dude started asking him some questions. All of a sudden, he couldn't talk, and he just looks straight. And then he kind of twists his head around and like not, not almost like in like if he doesn't do like a movie, right? But he, he just he wasn't able to turn more than we can. He kind of turned his head, but he was doing that. He was turning his head both ways to both of his shoulders, and oh, he shit. couldn't he couldn't like uh, respond, react, and then he, and he just starts standing still and he starts breathing all hard like like uh like if he's having some kind of a, a breathing problem right like <gasps> he starts doing it just with his back all bent he, he was all getting stiffed up and he just stops and then he looks at us and he says all right if you guys are not gonna pray i'm just gonna pray like out of nowhere like nothing was just happening he just starts saying all right if you guys <laughs> 
if you guys are not going to pray, I'm just going to pray. The dude starts praying. Well, he starts doing his little thing like Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. He did he did his little cross. And, and then the other dude did a cross. I just looked at him. I just stared at him. He just kept looking at me. You're not going to do it? I said, no. <laughs> and he just started, he just, <laughs> he just starts praying. And he was, he was, he seemed like he was praying like a real Christian. Mm-hmm. Like from what I was hearing, and he sounded pretty clear. Like, and all of a sudden he stops and he just says, amen. And he gets up, right? Thank you guys for coming and have a nice day. He just walks out. We walk out of the room and there's like nobody anywhere in the, in the building. It's just the dude and, and me and the other two dudes. This dude walks out. Down, it looked like a long hallway. Like if you ever see like in the movies, uh, what's that movie? Oh, yeah. um, the Usual Suspects. The dude walks around, walks out like like nothing. And there's really nobody there but the car ready to pick him up. Like it was kind of like that kind of a situation. The dude was just walking out. Like it looked so, I don't know, so suspicious. Like the way the dude was walking down the hall, nobody there in the hospital. Like it was just empty, like a, like an abandoned hospital. It looked like, and the dude was just oh. walking. And so me and the other dude just walked out, and it was just a trip just to see that that this dude was different characters, and like the the responses from his body was. And I'm telling you, this was not even a year ago. Oh, wow. Some, some crazy stuff. Yeah. That sounds like possession. Um, yeah. I see. I seen a lot, and um, usually when they do that. You have to like kind of start changing personalities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would see a guy that would turn into like a monster and start heck? walking slowly towards me. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I'm gonna get you and all that, and I'll be like, and I'll command it to stop, like to stop, and then I'll ask the angels to grab its arms. Like mm-hmm. I don't know because you do that a lot, and it would stop, and it'll be like something's holding it, and then I'll ask. I'll ask the person because I'll know their name and I'll tell them to come back up and I'll command the demon to let them go. Mm. And then the person themselves will come back. <laughs> like, what happened? What's going on? Like, so they could be multiple demons in the person that just keeps switching. Like, they just wreak havoc on the person and they could keep switching character after character after character. Mm. Even like, I mean, I wouldn't call for it. I'll be with somebody. And they're just transforming. Uh, my name's Damien or whatever the heck name and start trying to eat paper cup and start hitting themselves. And Damn. once again, I have to do the same thing. Mm. Um, and it, and I've had where they, they, they breathe like that. One of them that I started just to, to talk to, they start breathing like that and hyperventilating and I had to stop. And then they went on the floor and started getting their breath and everybody's helping them. So, it, I, I, I don't know. It's like you recognize that evil. Yeah. Because it's not there. right. It's different. Mm. It's that evil that's there. Like, There's this one story <laughs> in the Bible that Jesus himself says about the that there, when there's an evil spirit in somebody, he, the dude can get cleaned out and he can be okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then, but his his heart's gonna be clean. So shortly thereafter, there'll be seven more, seven more spirits yeah. than there was the last time. Oh wow! So yeah, but, but they have a spirit of legion. It's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I dealt with legion before. Um, yeah. I don't. That's why I don't do the exorcism like fast. That's why I tell them to go down. Mm-hmm. Tell the demon to go down. So and then that call to attention back the person. And then um, there are different things. I, I used to 
Yeah, and our governor, you can get the Bible. They have what's called principalities and governors. Uh-huh. So there's these invisible chains from their head all the way, like from the demon has chains on their head all the way to the sky, to the principality. Really, like a puppet? And they have, yeah, like a puppet. So they have the governor, they have everybody on each block, each demon. So with the sword of the Bible, without the person knowing, you pass it on top of their head, and in your mind and in your faith, you make you like you're breaking the chains. Mm-hmm. And it, it works. You see the person change. Mm-hmm. Like it is different things like that, but it's not a common practice. You gotta you gotta feel that you have to feel like you have to listen. You gotta listen to like when you get to listen to God and all that, you, yeah. he'll tell you when to do it or do this. And then you do it and you, you just watch all this stuff. Um but I <laughs> I don't I don't like messing with demons and all that no more. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I done it a lot. You know, but I'm always getting called on it again because a lot of people don't do it. So they're well, always calling me. A lot of people don't know back. who to tell a story to either. Yeah, and yeah, they're true. always calling me, oh, my personal kid's possessed, or they're doing this, they're talking to the water, they have imaginary friends, and they got this. And you're the only person I know because they told us that you know how to do it. Oh, man. The podcast. <laughs> and you feel bad. Yeah, and I feel bad. Like, you know, I just. I'd be like, all right, you know what? I'll pray about it because I'm not going alone. I had a demon tell me, your God is dead. And I'm like, no, he's not. Your God is dead. No, he's not. And then, yes, we defeated your archangel Michael in a war. And we killed him off. This is our land. You have no right. And I'll be like, come on over in the name of Jesus. And they'll be like, come out of here in the name of Jesus. Making fun of me. And then I'll go. Put a, uh, I have to put a cross on the forehead and just watch them wake back up and then take out running and all that. Just... Oh, that's scary. Mm-hmm. And then writings on the wall and all of that. <laughs> so, Eric, you can have it if you need advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you'll take it to I'm sure when. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to lay down in a wheelchair, jump off, start crawling, her tongue hanging out, and she would start speaking different languages. She only knew Spanish. She started talking English and all the way if it ever happens in the church, the first thing you gotta do is tell them to shut up. Because if mm-hmm. not, they'll tell everybody sins. <laughs> and, then, wow. and everybody's gonna run out. <laughs> yeah, the first thing you do is tell them to shut up. I'm like, boldly, man. You have fun, Eric. I pass you the baton. You carry that. I'll call you if they call me. <laughs> yeah, so so listen up to that. And, uh, and uh, let me know. I'm, yeah, for sure. I I'll, can I'll probably listen to think it of other then... things. Um, maybe uh, I'll see where it left off and then I'll let uh, Fluffy know and you want to kind of do another one tomorrow or Wednesday or during the week then let me know that way we can complete it yeah yeah but yeah, well maybe we can do like next week Monday too yeah that's cool yeah yeah, yeah like I'm doing a lot of things or maybe I don't know I might have like a Friday evening open this this week but I don't okay. know if not it'll be like to like Monday yeah, I'll, I'll uh, listen to it later today, right. then I'll, tonight, and then I'll, I'll let you guys know where, what we kind of got to get again. All right. But thank you, man. Thanks for calling. Right, and, uh, you had some really good stories. Cast, Hell yeah. It's like, I think, the best yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You're good. We'll, we'll yeah. have, we'll have <laughs> some discussions other times. It'll be all right. And I have to go to sleep right now in the dark by myself. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Hey, with the light on, dude. <laughs> 
I know, right? <laughs> the fearless ghost hunter. All right, man. So we'll talk soon, guys. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, any shout outs, any emails? Oh, yeah. You want to give a shout out? Um, no, it's all right, man. Shout out to the Strange Files podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at the Strange Files podcast. And Paranormal Connections with the green hand and the eyeball on Instagram. There you go. Of course. I'm going to anybody else's page. All right. You guys are good. You guys have a good night. See you guys next time. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care, guys. Bye bye. The Strange Files Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at The Strange Files Podcast. Or email us at The Strange Files Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>